forever. Dog. You know, I did start investing in the stock market a little bit. What? Oh, snap. Uh, you get a lot of money? You like trading? No, right now, <laughs> right now I'm down. Right now I'm okay. down. All right, all right, okay, 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 okay. You can you can come back. Not that much. And most of it is down because of Google. I so Google's about to do a split, meaning if you buy one of their stock and their stock costs <laughs> almost three grand. But if you buy one of their stocks in July, if they split it like they're expected to, then you'll have 20 instead of one. Anyway, are you doing like day trading as well? Not exactly. I've been just looking at stuff. I bought a few things. My dad was really into this penny stock that was down for a long time. It's finally up a little bit. I did do this. Th I did start do this thing where I, I bought a Google stock and then I sold it at a higher price and then I waited for it to go back down a little bit and then I bought it again. And then I was told like, well, that's it now. If you do that again within the year, then it'll act as if when you sell it, like the wholesale is what you gained as opposed to just the difference between when you bought it and when you sold it. You know what I mean? Oh, because it's, there's like some wash rule or something. That stuff, like one of my friends, she is now very big into day trading and stuff. So anytime I see her like, you know, she's a she's a wardrobe stylist, so she'd be in like the wardrobe room, just like doing stocks, and it's like it, it's crazy because I was like, yo, how? I think I asked her yesterday, as a matter of fact, like, how do you do on this? And she goes, I try to at least end every day making five k or more a day. So I don't know if she actually sells it, but like, if she's trying to make that much a, a day, that means she's definitely losing a lot on some, some days i think she is definitely but she like she's like yo i've had a profitable day but anytime i see her it's like non-stop i'm like i don't think i can invest in something this much right she's like essentially doing another job like she's doing two jobs yeah it is yeah and that job is gambling because <laughs> like, that's straight that's straight gambling to be to be trading that much that much money every day that's like you're you're risking a lot of money and you can lose a lot of money that way. Easy, easy. Every day. As opposed to like buying, like checking it every couple of times and then buying something and then selling it and then looking up some new stocks and checking it, waiting a couple of days or whatever. And yeah, like the profits that I made on stuff are like, you know, tens of dollars or hundred, you know, a couple hundred, not thousands. I don't have that much in yet. <laughs> I'm too scared. <laughs> I mean, I am too, I, like, I have a lot of friends who are doing this now. Like you and my friends back home are really big into like trading, but also they, <laughs> they're on their laptops all day, but even they have the apps on the phone. I'm like, I, this is an investment. I mean, again, it's just like, this is so time consuming. I'm like, is it even fun? But I feel like people get a rush when they make a lot of money. Like one of my boys, like he made 20 K off of a, a thing. And I was like, I don't know what this means. He was hella excited. I was like, great. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it, it, it's like literally like playing slot machine. And if you win, like it's a huge rush. And when you lose, there's that huge pit in the, your stomach. That's like, what, what did I just do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I remember watching like, <laughs> this is not good, but I, but I used to watch Belafont. What is his name? The dude that Wolf of Wall Street was about. Oh, wow. He, he has videos on YouTube just talking about like the stock market and how like, you know, the everyday Joe was getting ripped off and how you got to like blah, 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 blah. Because he made a lot of money. All his monies, I think, were penny stocks that he like, was it? He like lied about and kind of like finagled the whole system. So I'm down for that. Listen, 
Look, because isn't isn't sports gambling? I know it's not investments, but now that's legal. Like you can sports gamble on wrestling, which is fake, and it makes sense. How crazy is that? Wait, you can sports gamble on WWE? Yeah. So 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 I think it's a little different. So one of my boys <laughs> did it for WrestleMania. I think it's that's like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are literally fixed. But I think, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But I don't think. But I guess the average person doesn't know. So it's like I. That's like betting on like what the finale of a television show is going to be. You know what I mean? It's like already scripted and there are people who know. I don't even know how you would be able to do that. Dude, Lily, he broke down what it is. It's like, yeah, you can look at like who is in and then like who you think is going to go out first or second or third. And like what kind of I think it was even what kind of move certain things ended on. But when people talk about that, I glaze over. Then you would have to just make sure that whoever is like running doesn't have inside knowledge yeah yeah that's the that would be the one thing you would have to do in order for it to for that to work yeah it feels so crazy i I don't know how you do that without the associate what do you mean what what what, uh, what's the associate like are you saying like uh, associate because it's not the associate i'm just saying like it feels like a lot of work it feels like a lot of work you know what i mean to cross-reference who's who and it's like what you're gonna do that without the associate like you say, you're saying the associate. The, like so there's one person. person. There's, there's. I feel like one. it's multiple oh, associates. Yeah. Well, we're talking about wrestling, you know. You got you got huge stars in wrestling, you know. And, and Vince McMahon himself is also a star. But here's and there's no way he's running a gambling ring with WWE without the associate. Again, you're saying the associate like it's like one person, but I feel like that's not how it works. I'm both so upset and also find this very funny that there's <laughs> like is a wrestler named the associate in your world? Yeah, his finishing his finishing move, his finishing his finishing move is tax deductible. That's okay. the name of the move? That's the name. Yeah, the, the name of the move is tax deductible. And what he, <laughs> I was going to say, name of, I was going to say, name of his finisher was. Out. <laughs> you know what? I'm on board with this. What? Can he have another move okay. called the Dale Drop, or the Dow Drop? So like basically the Dow Drop, yeah. The Dow Drop is what he does when he's trying to put somebody out of commission. It's almost like a Stone Cold Stunner, and he just like drops you to the ground, like grabs your head and like right hits you with the Dow Drop. I mean, the best is when you see him do tax deductible into a Dow Drop. Yeah, you I know. like that. And then he, I'm just saying, if you're gonna run some gambling, no, I re- I feel you, Bray. And to me, it's I mean? like he can do the double down, okay? And that's just a double. That's a double elbow drop. I don't like how y'all fully beating this out. Like we got all the beats <laughs> on the top ropes. <laughs> that's a double elbow drop in the top ropes. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you gambling, right. baby, you got to double down. You know, yeah. come on down. Yeah, we we probably should start the show. James no, so. no, I'm still in it. Nah, you got me on board. All those years, I'm here. Like, <laughs> nah, nah. Can we? Can we? Do oh the... no, it's the associate. See, see, there he goes. <laughs> can we do the ring the bell? He's cleared the ring. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna audit you. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. See, break. You forgot your 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 victory, not your victory, but your future job should be an announcer. You know what I mean? You'd be great. Yeah. All right. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. 
Baby, if I was premenstrual, you'd be dead. <laughs> I like that line. That was a good one. It's a good one. I know. It was pretty it was a good one. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, this voice that sounds like a well knowledge Wall Street broker who will make you millions. That voice is Jonathan Braylock. What? Millions? You just I feel like I wouldn't trust. See, I feel like <laughs> I feel like what? I wouldn't trust that. Million. You sound like the Notice I didn't say bi- notice I didn't say billions. I said millions. I was being realistic because I can deliver. You sound like the dude that comes on late at night when you're trying to get some old person to bow for QVC, okay? That's what you sound like. That's a money losing boy. That's a money swindling voice. This trustful voice is that of Gerard Milligan that is going to tell y'all I can't get y'all no money. Nah, that's a voice of a hater. <laughs> and this voice that's probably destitute, you know, probably made a lot of wrong Wait a decisions. Wait a second. <laughs> this voice is James the Third. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's we are right. a film review pie. <laughs> <laughs> we are, no. Oh, I was complimenting just, you just on your description of your voice. <laughs> yeah, good job. We are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Today, we are reviewing The Associate, a 1996 comedy film starring Whoopi Goldberg and Diane Weiss. Yeah, nobody. Who are these other people? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. BB <laughs> Newworth. BB Newworth is in the movie. Tim Tim Daly. They got some people in the movie. Why did you say? Why did you say Tim Daly? Like who's Tim Daly? <laughs> Wings, baby. Wings. All right. I, I, oh, I, I didn't, didn't watch, watch Wings, Wings either. Uh, that's television. You know what? Wings used to come on USA late at night, <laughs> and I was like, "This is cool." I was watching it. I that was actually the thought I had while watching it. I was like, "Man, Tim Daly should have been in more stuff." Like my thought was just like, "Why wasn't this dude in every movie?" What you should have said, James, was this Tia Leon's husband. That's what. That's the. That's what, like oh, Tia Leon's husband. Okay. That's what, see, see how oh, brain okay. reacted. We know who Tia Leon oh. is. Did mm-hmm. they get yeah, married? Yeah, yeah it says twenty fourteen to now. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. All Look right. At that. So this film is uh, it's about an investment banker, Whoopi Goldberg, who is really good at her job. But of course, she works in a, a very sexist and racist Wall Street industry and therefore decides to quit her job and start her own company. But that doesn't become a success until she invents a fake old white man as a partner. And then everybody starts listening to her. That makes sense to me. There you go. I mean, it's a pretty. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, it's a. Ve- it's it's a very. Shoot. This the most. This the most accurate film ever made. Like this. I know it's fiction, but I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, this is the ultimate code switch. What is it? Thurgood Marshall had a white dude had a had a white guy who had to like speak for him because the white folks won't let him speak. Shit. Yeah. I love James Carr, but I tell James Carr all the time. It's like. I make sure I show up with you because you're a white dude. You make people feel comfortable. Anywho, this film only made $12 million. Damn. Racism. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> it's got a 28% Rotten Tomato. Racism. 53% audience score. Racism. There's some sexism happening too, though. Oh, well. it's super sexist. Yeah, yeah. But hella racist. You know what? You're right. I take back two of those racisms. I'm going to add. <laughs> the first one's still racism, Bray. All right, about the 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 overall, the score, the rating, score. the overall rating. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say the amount of money it made is sexism, 
and racism tied because right. she's a woman. It was the 90s and she's a black woman and she got locks. So you know they hella yeah, racist. The other thing that's weird hmm? is that, well, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is a, a, a bankable star at this point, but the, this was at a Walt Disney's picture. She must have had an overall with Walt Disney. Oh. It's not a, it's not a Walt. Stuff. You know what I mean? It's It's one of those movies where it's like, they forced it through their their studio system that mm-hmm. doesn't do movies like this. So like yeah. it's like they they don't know how to promote it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it costs. It probably costs a lot more than twelve million. I bet not a lot more, but it probably costs more. This gives one racism, one sexism, and then a tie for both. That's my initial thoughts. All right. Yep. There it is. I will. There it is. Okay. That's your initial thoughts. Yeah. Let's do initial thoughts. <laughs> that's your initial. That's your initial thoughts. <laughs> nah. That's based on what Jason said. I'll go first. I did enjoy this movie. Towards the end, I thought it got a little wonky. Yeah, I thought it got a little like high jinky just a little bit at the end. But I thoroughly thought the idea behind this was like really cool. I, I think what made me really sad, this was in 1996, this 20-some years old. And I do think you kind of still need that now. Like, you know, we all, I think we've joked about it. We all do the white man voice, you know, means I definitely won't answer the phone like that of his business. Cause I feel like you're taking more serious. You know, I shit, I might change my name to um Chauncey. I gotta make a call or two, you know, <laughs> let people know. Maybe Chad. <laughs> let them feel comfortable. Also, you know what, man? Whoopi was fly as hell in this movie to me, which I really like because I feel like even though her character definitely didn't want to be like a sex symbol or something like that, like which I understand, but it was like it was something very cool and powerful and sexy about Whoopi Goldberg. And I thought it was like very nice to see that side of her. So yeah, I rocked with it. Like, do I need to see it again? Probably not, but I'm happy to exist and I'm happy they tried to do this in 1996. Wait, it felt, you know what it is? It felt like there were a couple of nuances gone, so I assumed the white dude directed it. I'm not sure about that, but let me look. <laughs> Pretty good guess. Yep, white man. What, yep. But yeah, you know, the dude who did Richie Rich and Mystic Pizza. That's the guy you want to direct the movie about. Wait, is it the dad from R- Richie Rich? No. Wait. Oh, shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> when this premiered opening weekend, the number one movie was Sleepers. Fairlock, what is that? Which I've never heard of. What is that? Apparently, it's a movie with Kevin Bacon and Robert De Niro about a prank that goes wrong. A group of boys are sent to a detention center where they are brutalized 13 years later. An unexpected random encounter with a former guard gives them a chance for revenge. Oh, this this movie's tough. It's a tough one. What's it called? The Sleeper? That sounds tough. Sleepers. Yeah, Sleepers. Number two was High School High. That also debuted that weekend. Damn. I do find that movie funny. <laughs> the other movie that debuted that weekend was Thinner. I saw that movie, too. That's like that Stephen dude, King. that wow, movie gave what? me nightmares. The trailer alone, because I didn't understand how that big dude went so skinny, and it freaked me out. I had nightmares about that movie. Like, legit. Yeah. I always thought that was a TV movie, but that was good. And then, but here's the other thing. First Wives Club was number five, and that had been out for six weeks. Uh, and that's about a bunch of women, all white. So, Jirai, I think this was mostly racist. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a good movie. Yeah, no, this movie is, you know, it wasn't a bad watch. It was enjoyable. It, it, it felt, I was like, man, this movie was made in 1996? The person who suggested it to us thought it was made early because they said they compared it to another movie with the white lead. They were like, it's like this movie but before that, but it wasn't. This movie came after. I don't really, I don't, actually, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg's fun. You ain't like it, though. That's what the problem. You ain't get his. I did not like it. It's so funny. It's just like, 
You know what it is? It's so hard with these films because it's like, I like the message of the movie and it's like, and it's, and the premise makes a lot of sense, you know? And white people have been doing these kind of premises of like, but like, you know, Soul Man came out early, like in the, you know, it's like affirmative action, you know? So it's like this whole like, kind of like getting one up on people to like, you know, because they won't let you in because of your race or your gender, you know? So that makes sense. I feel like it could have been more fun. I feel like there wasn't enough comedy in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And and I think part of that was because there was like, we spent a lot of time with like old, boring white dudes. Ooh. And I get it because it has to be it, kind of. But it's like... Yeah, that's what you're saying. You know? I, had, I hadn't seen this movie before. But when I said that, that we were watching it, Kat immediately goes, white gloves? The, the, the white gloves like she like remembered that very strongly and then like pieces of things came back so she she i think saw this movie in theaters with her mom or something like something like that so she rem- remembers that from i liked it i like i liked it i agree that it got high jinky towards the end but it's so funny Gerard, because right before she's like in prison you know before they put her in prison and like then they let her out and all of that stuff that happened there right before that i thought wow for as slapstick this part is everything that's come before the movie makes this part make sense because it because it's sort of slapsticky um, when it first starts happening it's almost out of nowhere for how for how not joke 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 you know hard comedy the movie that, that right exactly it's like yeah. it's like almost out of nowhere but like everything you know that they set up before then like makes this make sense like they would certainly be chasing this man all over the hotel because he's the he's now the most sought after person you know and then i think shortly after that is when it really starts going you know with the like trying to kill him and 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 all of that stuff i couldn't believe that the last shot of this movie was diane weiss like i kn- i know that there there's a post credits thing with with whoopi just like kind of laughing but the last image of the movie is Diane Weiss and I was just like what? <laughs> like after everything we went through with Whoopi the the movie cuts to credits on Diane Weiss like I just couldn't believe that and like and I, I right, that was kind of bizarre I get that like you know I liked the journey that that character had you know but it's it felt so weird yeah yeah to to end there, to end that way <laughs> you know like it felt so weird yeah like include that scene but you don't need to end on it but i liked it we'll, we'll let's get into it i guess was this movie hijacked by white people cuz i only liked it because you know Whoopi, like i thought she was dealing with some real shit but again she it was a lot of whiteisms that i think we've come to learn when a white man directs a movie about black people where it's like this definitely I think Diane like she's not a white savior but she definitely she might have been magical which is might have been a first <laughs> like she might have been magical she was the magical white person oh, she, <laughs> interesting like she showed up at one point just here to help and I was like where the hell does white lady come yeah it was it like like Whoopi's ready to stop and then for no reason at all Diane starts answering her phones and making calls for her on her behalf <laughs> like she is the magical white lady and then like put her in a position to do well anyway let's get there but you know what hey wait i may take back my initial thoughts hold on oh Bray, what you find out this it looks like this movie might have been based off a novel yes Gennaro preto yeah oh and and a french film 
because they have two. They have Jean Claude Carriad and All Rene right. Gainville. All right, some nigga went to class. <laughs> Screenplay for La Associate. And that seems like French. And that means that that would have been a French film, right? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Who was the person black in the book or the film? Do you know? Let's see. There was a movie called The Associate made in 1979. An unemployed investor creates a fictitious business partner to attempt to improve business. Eventually, his creation gets out of control as his business becomes successful. And his wife announces that she is in love with the partner and his son wishes the partner was his father, although no one has ever seen him. And to regain his control, the man tries to It kill. was also a TV series in 1968. Was that person black? So no, this looks like originally this, or at least this film that adapted the novel was just about class, not race or sex or gender. I mean, it looks like that's a, it's a Spanish novel. That novel was first published in 1928. Wow. So this film, The Associate, 1996, it starts with Whoopi Goldberg. What do we see first? I mean, it's like New York City, and then she's there, and she's like in a meeting, right? And one guy's not paying attention. The white dude who she trained are like... Frank. Yeah, in a meeting, and then like... I I may be skipping all the scenes together, but it happens so quickly. They're in a meeting. They got some big pitch they got to do. And then they go to like he's, a boy. He's not paying attention or whatever. Yeah, but then they gotta like get this guy to like sign or some shit. So they go to like a strip club. But before they go to the strip club, he does say just a, a, a plot thing. He does say that like she's next in line to be the VP or whatever the promotion is. And we also see this dude that Tim Daly plays like being really gross with with all of the women but but diane weiss like he keeps calling her like babe or whatever you know and he keeps like patting her and t- you know touching her in ways she doesn't want to be touched and stuff like that yeah and they go to a strip club <laughs> which felt which was felt random i think that may have been a thing yeah no i'm sure i'm sure it was a thing i'm about yeah. to say i feel like i've seen like movies and it's always like i mean old movies i guess around this time they're like let's go to a strip club what was interesting to me though um, before we even get to that point is that I feel like they had a couple of shots where they showed the, the not law firm, the investment firm or whatever. And not only was Whoopi like one of the only women, I think like at a desk versus, not a desk, but with an office or whatever, or a cube or whatever they were in versus an assistant. She might've been the only black person. <laughs> I think that's true. And I was like, oh. And to be clear, she is the only black person with a speaking role in this film. Any other black person that they show is in some service role. Yeah. And they all in one scene and all they do is clap. There's that one actor who has a handful of lines. He's still in a service role, <laughs> but he has a, a handful of lines. Oh, 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 the comedian. Yeah. He's the bellhop. Yeah. Oh, he was on The Wire. Yes. You know what's so funny? Braylock has got me watching a fantastic show. It took three years, but I started watching Succession. And every time I watch Succession, because I'm only bringing this up because this movie deals with like rich ass white folks in New York. And like when I watch Succession, I'm always like, man, there's got to be a black person. And finally one showed up in season three. And all she did <laughs> was she was a smart lawyer to like the other black people. And I'm like, God damn it, man. So, so like yes. And, and it was Sanat. I was like, yo, you didn't even have to put this famous black woman in this part. But it's just something so interesting about not seeing black folk there. 
Lawrence Gillard Jr. Thank yeah. you, Melissa. Yeah, that's, that's who it is. He's mm-hmm. been in, he was in a bunch of stuff. He's in everything. Yeah. Yo, man, every time I watch one of those movies, I started watching The Sopranos, and they said the N-word with the E-R, and I cut that shit off. I was like, I can't take these. <laughs> I can't take these. I got to hear I was an immigrant movie, and y'all calling me an E-R word casually. Dude, I literally, we started watching The Sopranos during the pandemic, and then George Floyd was murdered by police, and... I was like, I can't watch the show anymore. <laughs> like it's it's like, low I, key. I literally just can't watch the show anymore. And people are like, you know, people call it the best television show of all time. It's so racist. Like it's like I was, it was like episode three. It was like blatantly racist. Like and then it gets. And I, I think it gets more racist. I can't, dog. Like I was like, I I'm never going to get past because the more racist characters enter. <laughs> dog, no, no, no. Anyway, it, no, no. <laughs> And there's nobody to like check them or nothing. They just they just blatantly racist. Well, it's one of those things where it's like they're you know you're supposed to understand that they're bad people, but you do. I think even more than Succession, you do you are supposed to empathize with them, you know, because they're the protagonists, you know, so you do care about them. And so at a certain point, you're just like, I don't want to care about this person. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Whereas like with Succession, I actually don't care about any of them same same yes like it's all interesting but it's kind of like i want to see them all i don't want anybody to succeed i want them all to fail and so anytime they like snipe each other it's entertaining (laughs) yeah that's kind of what they were going for with this like with that dude tim daly it was like him and his boss were trash so i kind of didn't like either one of them and i was like okay this is cool but it was something about diane I know she was helpful, y'all, but we got to break it. We we keep talking about her character, but something about her character I didn't like because it was very like, you know what? Okay, we can get to it because actually this is one of the scenes. Okay, after the strip club, you know, you know, Whoopi, like, I want to I wanna close this deal tonight, blah, blah, blah. She's next up in line. Then they have to go somewhere, and then Diane is, like, walking her down the street, and she Diane does the white woman tears thing of, like, I don't like the way you look at me. I can take the white man looking at me like that, but when you do it, it's like I didn't take off or some shit like that. And I'm like, man, stop your fucking tears. And then you tried to say affirmative action didn't help you. Fuck out of here. Affirmative action helped you, okay? It helped you. Like, not you. Not you, Bray, but, like, the you of her type. But, what, but Whoopi, Whoopi had... Honestly, such a great line. He because she says affirmative and affirmative action didn't help me. And Whoopi just goes, Yeah, I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I just thought that was a great line. It was like, Yeah, you're right. And it's not supposed to. Like, you don't need the help. See, woman. See, anyway. but Bray, if this movie was written by a black woman or even a black man, it would have been like, it wasn't supposed to, but you know who get most of the fucking jobs through affirmative action? People who look like you. So you know what? Fuck out of here. That's what she should have said if she's a real New Yorker. Fuck out of my face. Well, to that, to that same end, there's, there's, I feel like the way that this movie specifically deals with race is weird because the movie almost doesn't want to talk about race. Like, rarely does. Yeah. The person who, it rarely does. And then there's like that point later after like the reveal that Cuddy is made up when Diane Weist says, you know, she says, you had to invent a white, uh, like a straight white 
but like she's the one who who spells it out like and but it was like not it was not spelled out before we they barely refer to Whoopi as black or Whoopi barely barely refers to herself as a black woman in in this world you know like and so ex- i think exactly that like like the movie that is a cool rebuttal to that it's not supposed to help you but the movie only like kind of had like just a couple nods to it you know even at the end they're like your first they're like you've you have inducted your first woman member but she didn't say like your first you know what i mean she didn't she didn't even say your first black because they were all white yeah they were all white all these black dudes serving though she did in her in her speech she did say people who might be serving you and it was so that was like a nod to the fact that it was also black people yeah and then they show all the black people serving yeah yeah and she takes off the white gloves to show you know what i mean like there is that is supposed to show that that stark difference it, it wasn't completely it wasn't a complete erasure because of the diane weiss moment and there was like a couple of like it's very very sprinkled in she during that moment at the end y'all when she's saying that is like the people who are cheering her on and the inside of black people, right, who are serving. The people who are outside the room under a little like rope and stanchion who are like waiting to burst through the line are a fleet of white women. Ain't one black woman in there. Ain't one Latina woman in there. Ain't one indigenous woman in there. You know what it is? A bunch of different haired white women. That's who was in there cheering her on like, yeah, you did it for us. They did have different hair though. And that's representation. Lily, at one point, I'm thinking she's going to say, you got your first black and first female member. Literally, the black dudes in here, the nigga does a slow clap. I'm like, he crying. I got to say, it also made no sense that the entire room erupted in applause. (laughs) The entire room? (laughs) I love that we just (laughs) went to the end of the I'm sorry. What? The whole room applauded? It don't make no damn sense. Everybody? The, and then and then they cut to Tim Daly. He does like the half clap, and there's one guy looking at Tim like, "Don't you dare clap!" And it was like, "What do you mean? No one's clap. There might be two other white people might stand up and clap. No one else is clap." <laughs> what were they clapping for? Because and also they groaned when they even saw it was a woman. I'm like, it don't because this one black dude who served you coffee is clapping you. Then this black dude's up here with a single Denzel tear, and like he starts to clap. And then they take her outside and the people who greet her are this old white dude with the glasses and then Diane and a bunch of white women. Then none of them shed no tear. And I got to watch Whoopi Goldberg walk off in the fog with Diane. Well, they were clapping. They were like, yeah, you go, girl. Yeah, they were a, a support. She, they ain't had no tear. My thing is that black dude was crying. <laughs> Those black people were crying for her. Like, they black knew woman, she was going to do it. that. They already knew. They didn't have tears because they weren't surprised. They they were just like, you did it, girl. But this is what I'm you saying. What I mean? They cared so much because this black woman achieved this. And they're in here serving. These white ladies like, cool. We about to be in. Literally, this movie erased the blackness of Whoopi Goldberg. And hear me out. It's because you had this black woman. And the whole time we got to talk about the white dude. Diane gives her a speech about her womanness and Whoopi checks her, but then Diane still feels all like, let me show you something. Why didn't I get that promotion? So she kind of has a peg up. Then she comes in magically and helps Whoopi out. And that technically the meeting she answered is the one that got Whoopi's Wait, you're foot mad in the door. For, you're mad that there was a magical Magi- white woman? <laughs> I wanted Whoopi to get it done herself because she went to school for it. She was great. 
Well, she did. Wait, but she. Drop. She did. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. No, no, break. It's not enough. No. This is the no. equivalent. No. This is the equivalent. A movie. And what's no. that dude? What's that dude from Yellowstone? You the cowboy. What's the cowboy you can't name? Have the main. No, break. What's the cowboy? <laughs> what's the cowboy? This is Kevin Costner knocking down the colored only There's bathroom. Not a single film that has the protagonist just do everything themselves and not have help by someone. That's a boring story. Whoopi needed to have the idea, and she like, oh, I can help. She did well. They, I will say, I will say, I get what you're. I do get what you're saying, Jarrah, because she does come in and just starts helping out of nowhere. Like I almost would have thought that she would have. I mean, it's to give it's to give her that thing of feeling like I'm not succeeding. I didn't do it, you know. So she can have that moment of like, no, you can do this. So I get why it happened, but yeah, and Whoopi inspired her character, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Inspired it because of what she was doing inspired her. But they do have that moment later when when Diane even says it. She's like, she's like. I I knew that Cuddy was fake because all of the ideas were you. Like you did everything. You know, she's she does like make sure everybody knows that like the brain like there were almost no ideas coming from Diane. It was all coming from Yeah, and, and Whoopi's the one who who comes up with the idea to make the fake white person. No, you're right. I just didn't like her coming up with the meeting and then Whoopi came back. Thank you so much. But like, you know what? You know what? Listen, I yes, Whoopi did do a lot. But also I'm like, Whoopi buying this lady gifts and shit. I'm like, man, she getting paid. She getting paid more than she ever got paid. I got buy her gifts. She was doing that to keep up to keep up the facade. Oh, that's right. Because it was the, the illusion. You're right. Okay. Because there was All the right. white man buying her gifts. You're right. You're right. It's just so light on the comedy because it's real. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of care and you care about, you do really care about Whoopi and her character, you know, and you want her to succeed. And she's like, she gets passed up on this promotion. The guy basically backstabs her, like tells her to go home and then closes the deal himself and then takes all the credit for it. And then so she like she quits because she's like, I can't work with this dude, you know, and then she tries to work on her own. And literally people are like, you're not a guy. (laughs) Everybody says this thing where they go, we love you, but my associates, you know, they they won't go for it. My partner won't go for it. I'm sorry. My partner won't go for it. And she's like, everybody's making up a partner just to blow me off, you know, and then. She does get the meeting from Diane Weiss, but when she goes on the meeting, the guy's like, I like this stuff, but like, you know, if it's just you, like, I thought I was meeting a dude. And she's like, oh, well, it's, it is, it is, this firm is a guy, it is guys. Well, it's not, it's me and a guy. And they're like, who? And then she just makes up this name, Cuddy. You know what? I also... And then he's like, okay. Sorry, Brady. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm so happy this happens because I've been watching all the white scammer television on Netflix and Hulu. Like, what is it? What is it? The one about that... Inventing Anna. Yeah, Inventing Anna. The scammer who took money from people. The twin the swindler who swindled people. The dropout who swindled a bunch of people. And the big thing about, to me, the dropout and Inventing Anna is that these two white ladies had no discernible skill like inventing Anna, she just was a white lady who never showed no business plan. She was just like, give me money. And they just like did it. She ain't even she ain't even pretend. And I'm like, you know what? I wanna show Well, they did pretend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, well, she did pretend. My thing is I like that this movie existed because I'm like, yo, it shows to me, maybe after watching those, it shows what people of color 
black people in particular, let me be more direct, black people have to do to get ahead. It's like, we got a scam, but we scam into for the betterment of things we already should have gotten and have earned. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm like, if it's an Anna, it's just a white girl who's like, I, I want to be rich. Like, the dropout is like, I want to be important. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, just random weird shit. I, yeah. I was going to say, to that point, it's actually, it's nice that, because, you know, the, so many movies are made with black people, like, fast talking, basically, like, talking their way in and out of situations. But this felt nice that it was, like, in the realm of business and not just, like, a cop or a crook, you know, or a thief. Like, it was it was kind of cool to have it be, like, a businesswoman doing what white people do all the time, even though it's, like, the images of, like, the black people are the fast talkers. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just telling y'all about the uh, that Richard Pryor movie where it's, like, a criminal pretending to be a doc. Like, that's always... You know, blue streak, a criminal pretending to be a cop. Like that's it's <laughs> it's the only way a black person's even gonna get the job <laughs> to begin with <laughs> is if there is if they are fully a criminal and like don't even have the qualifications to even be in the door. Like it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> no, hundred percent. I mean, it's so funny because even as we go through this movie, it, it's weird because, you know, up until Cuddy gets there, we kind of see Whoopi like kind of really struggling to figure out her footing. And the thing that sucks is that, you know, I, I use a personal example, like uh, Brian and James, you probably heard me say this before, but like, even at a, I'm not rich enough to say the company's name, but even at a a, a comedy company. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> not what you think it brings. A comedy company. No, no a comedy company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not what I'm thinking. Really? No, it's, it's like a place where like, you know, comedy is very important to them, you know? Yeah, like, oh and it, like, a, like, a, it's just, it's an integral. A hub of sorts. It's central yeah. to their yeah, yeah, yeah. television <laughs> brand. You know what I mean? It's like, the comedy is, you're, so you're saying the comedy is central to this The comedy network? is central to that <laughs> network, is what okay, I'm saying. So even at a, even but it's at, a but, oh, so it's a network. Yeah, okay. Even at a comedy, so even at a Comedy Central network, like whoa, a Comedy whoa, whoa. Central network. Oh, no, no. I'm saying at a at a network where comedy is central to it, James, is mm-hmm. what I'm like, saying. Yeah, no, a, a Comedy Central network. I mean, I don't like the way you're phrasing it, but I'm saying <laughs> even at a company like that, for instance, is like I'm a person who has done sketch, directed sketch since I was like 22. And I had an assistant who was under me who was a lovely human being, and I'm still friends with to this day did half of what I did and got a directing like job at this company, like a staff job while doing half the work where I, a person with years of experience had to shadow another white man who was very lovely as well. But it's like the other dude did half the work and didn't have to do any of that, you know, which is a very fascinating thing. But that's just an experience I had as a person in comedy who works for a comedy central network you know what a I'm saying? Comedy Central Network. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a network where comedy is central to the type of TV they do. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I ain't saying nothing. I, I'm just saying, I'm just talking in broad strokes. That's all. You know? I don't think you said anything wrong. Thank you, <laughs> I don't James. Think you said a yeah. single wrong thing. I don't think, I, listen, you, I, I, listen, if you had $12 in the bank, you'd be able to say that. I think, I don't think you got to be rich. Be able to say some stuff like where well, you felt like you were slighted by somewhere. 
Thank all you. Right, that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we get to we get to the point where yeah, she she invents this guy, and then it's funny because like she immediately. Oh, she goes to a bank, a woman's bank. She has capital to put up because her she's actually and we see this like she's renting. I mean, sorry, she uh, owns a six story, six unit building because her dad bought it a long time ago and invested in it and and it worked out for him and, you know, passed it on to her. So she used that as collateral to get this huge loan to start this company. And the people, the women who live inside inside the unit is really they're fun and i wish we saw more of them i felt like i wanted more of them in this movie oh yeah we don't see them at all really. you know yeah. we see them a few times but like not that often one is i assume a trans woman i could be assuming wrong but i, I thought think, that's what the character was supposed to be i thought so too right? i thought so as well which i thought was cool uh, especially because that's how we eventually get the uh, prosthetics to for her to become a fake man. <laughs> that scene was really great. That scene where they were like, she was like, I need to, she's like, okay, so what are we doing? He's like, okay, I need to be a business person, you know, needs to be sophisticated, dignified. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And then, and then, and they're, and then the Diane Weiss is like, oh no. And she's like, also needs to be old and a man. And he's like, all right, now we're getting interesting. And then Diane Weiss is like, also, she needs to be white. And then <laughs> and the person's like, all right, well, then you need a man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you like. What are you? Also, did Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> as a white man look like Marlon Brando to anybody else? Uh, yeah, I saw. Well, they. I think they comment on that. I think they. Oh, do they? Yeah, I think there's a line like that after she leaves the, the cab. Where he was like, I thought I had like Brando or something. There's like some line that's like that. But I was so, actually saw not Brando, but hold on, I got to, I saw a couple different people, and I have to look them up so that I can get their names right. I'm gonna just Google old white. Is it people. weird? Why you look that up, James? Is it weird that I really wanted her to talk to like a black person at some point in this movie? No, it's not weird at all. I, I again, I, I love, I love that one of her best friends was a drag queen. I thought that was really cool, and you know, for 1996 you know, really progressive. But I'm like, she couldn't talk to, like, nobody? Like, I, I, it's hard. Because I feel like, you know, as Black people, like, even even what we're doing, it is sometimes where I need to talk to y'all because shit is so stressful and I can't tell if it's race-related or not. Like, I can't tell if people are talking to me because I'm Black and, like, if my reaction to this, like, how how to react sometimes in business is, like, you know, I can't yell like a white dude can yell, which is a, a straight up thing. And so for me, watching Whippy go through this movie and go through these pitfalls of, yes, being a woman, but it's so crazy because I know it's 10 times harder being a black woman and seeing her be able to relate to nobody. Like, is there is there is there a Bechtel test for if two black characters can talk to each other in a movie? You know what I mean? Like, like where nobody she went through this whole movie by herself. Like, and again, I understand Diane was there, but she was buying this lady gifts and shit, but she was alone, yo. She didn't talk to her dad because he passed away. She didn't have a sister. She didn't have a goddamn beautician. She didn't have like a homeboy who lived up the hall. It was like, it was her. You know what I mean? And like, ugh. Okay, so I saw a little James Caan. Okay, I get that. I saw a little James Caan. And then there's one more, there's one more actor and I have to find. But yeah, man, that really hurt. I was like, you... <sighs> There has to be a term of a black characters don't talk in the movie. I feel like we got to get to that point. Let's invent that. Y'all, Ray, you go. I'm going to look this up. There's got to be something. Yeah, I mean, there's not. And I got a little Warren Beatty. Oh, 
Oh. Got a little warm baby. Wait, what are you talking about? Those are the two people I saw. People that I saw when she was dolled up as Cuddy. Little, little James Conn, little warm baby. Got it. I just want to say that a couple years ago, there was a site that just interviewed a bunch of other, I think specifically women, but there also might have been like people of different sexual orientations as well and people of different gender identifiers, but I think not men. And like, what would their test be? Because the because they were like, the, the Bechtel test is not perfect. You know, it does not encompass blah, 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 blah. And so like they interviewed people like, it's like, what would, I can't, I don't know how to even Google this, but I, but I know that someone somewhere listening to this probably has heard this or saw it, but like, it's like, what, what's Ava DuVernay's test? And what's, you know, like, like that, like they interviewed a bunch of people like that. If I had a Bechtel test, I would call it the Kiki because black people Kiki in chat. And if there's no two black people in the movie, no kiki can happen. And in this movie, there's no kiki. Oh, that's that's right. I like that. The woman, the woman who was like in lingerie for half the film, that actress is BB Newirth. BB Newirth. She's in Jumanji. Yes. Oh, she's the mom in Jumanji. Yes, BB Newirth. Yo, what was she in? This, was she a prostitute in this movie? Like I've never understood. No, her... she just was, no, no. She just was another woman in business and she felt you know she just fell madly in love with Cuddy. well no it i mean her whole kit the idea of her character she says this to whoopi she was like look women aren't respected here but men do want to sleep with you and that's our power oh, and so right. she was basically telling whoopi like if you want to get ahead you have to sleep with with guys to, so to she get just ahead. but it, but ain't that prostitution technically no not if you do it without a specific like I'm doing this so in exchange for because money. it because this is my thing when she thought Whoopi was the white dude she showed up and got naked off break and to me if if Whoopi would have been a dude and hooked up with her and then she's like all right cool yeah give me a job that feels like prostitution I mean yes and I feel like in essence it is. And in legality, it's not. Because I know a couple prostitutes with a how to go. And a pretty woman, that was a prostitute with a how to go. This woman, I don't know if she had a how to go. Because when she found out it was Whoopi, she wasn't like, oh, shit, and supported her. She passed out. Well, she passed out because she... Came onto her sexually. Uh, yeah. And, was, and literally was so... She was catfished by Whoopi. <laughs> like, like you, Whoopi, she didn't even she, know what Whoopi looked like. She just showed up in the room. That's what being catfished is. So she, she was. It was revealed to her that this person who she, she was catfished. Actually, who, yeah. who she no, thought, <laughs> no, a catfish. Don't say no. <laughs> Whoopi was as Cuddy. Whoopi pretended to be Cuddy and sent her gifts. Oh, I forgot about and the was gifts. Like, I forgot about the gifts. Sent her notes you're right, you're and right. it was like, I want to meet you. And yeah, right. and, and did stuff like this. When she was on the phone with her, when she was on the phone with her, she was like, oh, Cuddy uh, just walked in. Like, she was like playing games. She <laughs> she did it intentionally because she didn't like her <laughs> right. at all. Right. Right. And so she was literally messing with her head. You're right. You're right. That's Which so was me. great. I, I liked that stuff. I feel like we didn't get enough, like, come up moments, you know what I mean, in that regard. Like, we got it mostly with her. I feel like Tim Daly's character, even though at the end he has to, like, grovel and, like, doesn't get a job. Like, I still feel like he gets off really light for how 
disgusting he is in the most of this movie. And I want it there to be more kind of like in your face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would rather have him like lost his job. Like, I would rather have him like had lost his job. And at the point, like, I know that's just not what the movie is, but whatever. I'm just saying like there, there is stuff. But it could yeah. be. Why can't it be? Why can't he lose his job, Bray? He wasn't good. Literally, I think they made a point every time they showed him at office, he was playing like a computer game, which was a literal rat race. And he was and like, he was losing. I don't know if you guys noticed that every time he was losing, every time they cut back to the screen. And I'm like, yo, this dude is, we have, we've acknowledged he is terrible at his job. You know, he's not good as a black woman. Let him get fired. Let's have, let's have a trading places. Let him and his boss get kicked to the curb. And now they broke and they need a job. You know what I mean? And she like, nah. Well, he he is trying to, like, we don't see the scene, but I do think that him interviewing for the job with her, I think that was implying that he did lose his job. But I but but I agree. Like, I feel like we should have seen we we A should have seen that. And B, again, this goes back to Diane Weiss being the last image of this movie. They could have done something where like where Whoopi like it's like, you know what? I am gonna, I will bring you on, you know? And she like takes him to like the middle of the room in her now big office with like other people and then does something that like to like, to embarrass him in front, like, you know, like whatever, whatever it is. But like, she does some like big thing to to stick it to him one last time and then kicks him out the building. Like that would have been great. You hit him with the jazz, okay? Get the guards, hold him by two and just toss his ass out the front. Make him a janitor or like not to demean janitors, but I'm just saying like to demean him, like make him something that he wouldn't want to be. You know what I mean? And, and and like, yeah, you could work your way up. Yeah. I mean, literally put him put put him in the in the position that 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 Diane Weiss was in. Like, great. There's your there's your desk. You know, it's like one, it's one right. little desk. Become right. a secretary. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Be a secretary. Have them have them like and then have all the women who work there be like, hey, toots, like, you know, whatever. Like that would have been great. They wanted her to do the thing of like my associate wouldn't like it, which we all which which I like get from a writing standpoint. But like they could have had him that she could have literally said that. And there you go. There's your desk. There you go, baby. And like smacked him on the butt or whatever it was that she that he was doing to her. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I mean, also, I think you can even, if they wanted to be like, if, <laughs> like, say she wanted to pull a Michelle Obama, like, you know, they go low, we go high. I'm like, OK, cool. Demote him a little bit or, you know what? Give him the job he had. Before, like when she was like coaching him and put his desk right outside her office. So that way, every time she go in the office, she got to walk past that nigga and throw her coat on the desk. Like <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. She got to just throw the coat down and be like, go put this up. Well, you know, just like make it a little like, but this is the thing, y'all. This is the thing. And so far, it's looking like Steven Spielberg can do it. I'm not sure how many other white dudes can do it. You know, but it's looking like this movie is missing some notes because as a brother who has felt slighted by the Caucasian man every now and then, I know we would have had some fun with this, Joe. And I feel like they did not let Whoopi Goldberg have fun. I think she could have been a little cocky. And I'm not saying she had to like tell jokes. Cause I probably, it feels like this is a movie where she wanted to be taken serious. So maybe she didn't need a bunch of jokes, but it's like, you didn't give the character the enjoyment so much so that at one point when she goes, 
All they cared about was Cuddy. No one cared about me. All they cared about Cuddy. I thought we were going to have a montage before then of her like, yeah, you saw her like getting money and giving gifts to like Diane, but we didn't see Whoopi's montage of living the life. We didn't see Whoopi get like the new mink coat or like Whoopi. Right, riding high. Yeah, like I, I agree with you, Bray. It's like I wanted to see, man, listen, if she would have had a black friend, they would have went out on a night of town and like had a big dinner or something. I don't know. Like, Ugh, they Disneyed us. Everybody was dead. The <laughs> dad was dead. Disney'd like the mom us. was dead. It was like all the parents were dead. Everybody was like, dead. <laughs> fucking... That's what it means to be Disneyed? Because <laughs> you know in Disney, the mom always dies, except for like now the mom, like they make a point for the mom to be alive, but then the dad dies. So like they just reversed it so the person can't have two living parents. <sighs> Man. What else is it? Ugh. I'm so annoyed. That's okay. I literally keep going to the last shot of the movie, so, <laughs> so I don't know what else there is to talk about. But I, I there's he, there's the hijinks of of her dress finally dressing up as Cuddy and running around the hotel and everybody chasing her. Did, it, and... did, did anybody else think that that took too long to even happen? <laughs> like I thought she was going to do it sooner. Same. I thought she was going to see him sooner too. Because they had the setup was there. It definitely took too long. She had gone to the club with her friend. You know, a few t- a few times went to the went to the club and it was like and was in the back in the dressing room. I was like, great, they're gonna oh right because he dressed her for like other events, like just to like for like oh I just want to be a business. I want to look like a I want I can't look too hot. I want to look too you know. So that's what they were trying to establish that there's precedence for it before doing it. I just thought they were gonna do it right there. They should have done it earlier. I mean, like it's a fun it's a it's fun to do that obviously and we didn't get that much of it we already saw him in full barbara streisand regalia several times like it was like we know <laughs> like we know that they're capable of this you know yeah 100 percent. right oh guys the golf thing i didn't even understand how did she get that i guess famous golf player who i don't know <laughs> but also was it was the whole point of that scene yeah, no idea. No idea. He was just there. <laughs> but was the point of that scene that, like, she knew they weren't going to let her play golf? So that's why she, like... She also couldn't play golf. She also couldn't play. Like, she wasn't. She didn't know how. Yeah, but they had that weird scene where she's buying a golf club and, like, hits the ball so hard that it just, like, breaks, shatters the window. And then she's like, I'll take this one. But then it's just another famous golfer there who has to have his own club. So what was she buying the clubs for? It's interesting because I'm like... It kind of didn't make any sense. We know it's even more messed up, Bray. They didn't even have her break the grass, the glass ceiling. They had her break a glass window. So she ain't even at the top level. You know what I'm saying? That's how they did this black woman. No, she... Jarrah, she did. She literally no, broke the glass ceiling. No, but it wasn't a ceiling, James. It was just a window. <laughs> at the end of the movie, she fully broke the glass. It was a window. Stop, stop, stop. In the, in the, in the Jarrah, clearest no, no, no. way possible, she... she she fully shatters <laughs> she, the glass ceiling. All those white men that were standing up and clapping for her were just covered in shards from the glass. And you know, you know my problem with that scene, James. Did you did you see the the trophy they gave her? That big ass trophy. She took that. She threw it into the ceiling. It shattered. They were all Let me bloody. The problem with that scene, James, is they weren't going to have to clean it up. It was going to be them black dudes who was in the background <laughs> who started to clap. <laughs> who still was in there clapping when she left. <laughs> she didn't even say, hey, brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't even acknowledge that dude. They None of them dudes. 
her trying to her trying to kill him. Uh, why did it need to be this? That's a hot drink. That's what I'm telling. That's what I'm saying. It was like it was like they li- it literally seemed like hijinks that make sense. Them chasing him all over the the thing, you know. Even the, for as weird as it was, it was like, yep, this makes sense. And then there's just a string of like trying to kill him. Her doing press conferences with him not being de- dead or not dead, and then. That is from the, I guess it's from the novel and the... Okay, okay. Because when they just let her go, they just let her go after... It's so weird. They just let her go? It made no sense. Well, they let her go because he was alive. Like, the idea was that he was still alive because a picture was taken with the newspaper, even though it was photoshopped online, which I kind of enjoyed that. Like, it would be so early that a Photoshop, people are like, they don't yeah, know what true. Photoshop is. Yeah. You know, it's 1996. They also lock her up, and he's not a real person. Like, there's no... That's what I'm like, saying. Just... Like, there's no there's no records of him. Like, how did they... How it, If they thought somebody actually died, don't they have to look up somebody's birth certificate? Like, there yeah. has to be some sort of registry. Which was so crazy about person. that is I just watched another doc. How did I forget this one? It's on another white scammer this white boy who started a cryptocurrency exchange site and people think he faked his own death because basically the business was going out of his business was going under and he owed people to like people who traded over 215 million dollars but then when he died his wife his partner was like he was the only one with the passwords so he can't give they can't give any of the money back and so people were literally bringing it up like yo where's his death certificate where's the body at but because he died overseas, there was some weird thing where Canada couldn't get all the shit. So like this, like the people, even today, this happened in like 2019, 2020, the people who he still owes million dollars can't do it because they can't like prove, prove he's dead. Even though the doctor is like, I mean, he got sick, but like, I, I mean, he ain't die in front of me. I'm not saying it's not. Uh, I just thought that they yeah. were going to be, it, 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 it would have been more logical if they were coming to get her for like being fraudulent all this time. It just feels like if they were going to actually investigate this murder of a man that didn't exist, that they would figure something out, but they figured nothing out. Nothing. (laughs) And I love that Tim Daly's character figures it out is the only one who figures it out. And that doesn't tell anyone, which is smart. Because then he can use this fake person to his own gain, which I, I liked that. I was like, that's a good twist. The arrest, the, I don't know, the arrest beat was weird. Because then she just gets out of jail and then immediately is like, I'm depressed, I'm not doing anything. And it was like, why? And it was like, it took Diane Weiss coming back for her to, th- to for her to be like, I can become Cuddy again. It's like, that's the most obvious thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> you literally did it like and people now know what Cuddy looks like so you could just put on that prosthetics again and then come out and do literally anything yeah the one the one thing that I think about in that moment is is for it, it she did need Diane Weiss to like tell her literally but I do think what was also happening there was that moment of her actually realizing, like, holy shit, like, I accomplished so much. Like, this is still me, you know, like, 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 I think that was her putting the things together of like, hold on, I just was inducted into this prestigious thing. You know what I mean? Like, it was like her 
putting those bits together and I was trying to divorce it from her being like, I can dress up again. But it was, I thought it was like more her going, wow, look at what I've done. And now I'm going to, now I'm going to take that or whatever, you know. To your point, Jura, this is somewhat of a non sequitur. The old French movie of this film, the guy had a wife and a kid who both turn against him for this fake person. They could have easily had Whoopi with the family, but they didn't, which is both feels racist because they didn't want more black people in the movie. And I, I truly mean that. And sexist because they perpetuated the stereotype of the hardworking woman in, in business who like can't, has no family. Has no family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they even mentioned it early on. It's like, what right. do they have? It's like, we have a, like, and Whoopi has to respond to it. Man, you have a career, but you don't have a man. And it's like, you don't ever say that to men. Then why can men exactly. have a career now? You know? Listen, so, bro. All of that. Yeah. So, this movie get you know, three racisms yeah. and two sexisms. <laughs> I don't know what that rating is, but sure. I don't either. I don't either. But it bothered me so much because I'm like, again, like, you know, uh, thinking about this movie is it, really hard because it, it truly bothers me that she does not speak to another black person in this whole movie. Like it, it. I, I don't understand how it happens. I don't understand that. Like the only look, like the only black. And, and what's it was so crazy is that when she talks to the black dude from the wire, when he lets her in the room, she don't talk back. Like he's like, and he says that weird, creepy thing of like she doesn't tip him. I thought that was so weird. They have that little moment of her definitely not tipping him, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he go, and he takes the sign off the door, like, I know what you're about to do. Was that supposed to be that she didn't know that she was supposed to tip him, or she was so preoccupied with having run away from people? I think the preoccupied, it was her being so preoccupied. But still, it was just like, just give him a doubt. Like, that black lady would remember. She would have, this is my thing. See what I'm talking about? Little subtleties, okay? She'd have been like, she'd have been like, hey, brother, this $200 is on me. You know what I'm saying? She would have did that because she wouldn't have forgot. I refuse to believe she would have got. That's all I got to say about this movie because I'm just like, we needed more Kiki in. That's it. There was no Here's Kiki my in. last thought. My last thought is this, okay? Because uh, you know what? Because now that I think about it, Jarrah's right. She didn't shatter the glass ceiling, okay? She didn't get to shatter the glass ceiling. And I just feel like at the end, okay, when she's, when she's there and she's like giving a speech, you know, and she starts taking off the gloves, you know, and she's like, you know, but women, you know, we need to shatter the glass ceiling. And then we just hear a voice. I think I could help you with that. And and then the cut across the cut across the room, it's like a bunch of it's a black dude serving something. It's another black dude serving something else. But then behind all those them is a, is a dude dressed up. It's steel. There it is. Boom. It's steel. He's in the back. He's like, I can help you with that. And then he, he holds up. He holds up his hammer, tosses the hammer. To her, she takes the hammer and she goes, thank you, Steel. And then she she shoots, <laughs> she, she, she shoots at, at the ceiling. Then the glass ceiling shatters. And he's, and he's like, I'm also going to liberate all these black people that's here serving drinks. And then, and then <laughs> he gives all of them weapons. Is he <laughs> Killmonger now? There's, a, there's an uprising. There's a, yeah, there's, a, right, there's an John, uprising John, in the club. You John, know what I mean? With love, with love. <laughs> Some of your hey, break. I can't tell your computer phone, bro. I feel like you're not saying nothing to stop him. (laughs) 
They look around at all the white all people right. and they're like, Oh, you you scared <laughs> now, ain't you scared now? <laughs> this is taking a turn for the worst. Okay, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not it helps the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel like the film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. Someone helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If it didn't help the cause at all, we decide not to give it anything. So on the count of three, we'll lift up our re- ratings for uh, the associate. Ooh. Three, two, one. Yep, yep. So here's the thing. I'm I'm giving my rating with a caveat. James gave a fist. I think this James movie gave deserves a black fist. Yes. And me and John gave two palms. I'm gonna say this, and it's with a caveat because I'm gonna just say that I think this movie deserves three palms. Okay, <laughs> I re- I genuinely do, and I thought y'all was gonna give it palms. The reason I gave it a fist is I just gotta I gotta put it up for Whoopi in a movie that's trying to say as much as this movie was trying to say. I know that this movie didn't make this movie didn't make any money and 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 not a lot of I'm I'm sure not a lot of people saw it as a you know that just is how that works but but I just think that like what this movie was trying to do and having Whoopi at the center and for it coming out when it came out you know I think that like you know it's probably on marketing that it didn't do well it's probably on you know what I mean like that like they should have they should have put this movie out you know, so so that's why I gave it a fist. I felt like I felt like I, you know, for for those reasons, gave it a fist. Okay, I mean, I gave it a palm because, you know, Whoopi was already a star by this point, a couple times over. Sister Act, Sister Act Two, Lion King, you know, all her '80s movies, Color Purple, Ghost. So it's like this movie. Okay, I know her career. (laughs) Didn't really do much for her. Not that many people saw it. It was a nice message, but it's not about whether or not I like the movie. You know, it's tough. It's tough to have these movies where it's like one black lead and then everybody else in the film is white. You know, so it's hard, you know, and then it's just like, well, that's Whoopi and Whoopi, you know, gets to play those roles and then nobody else does. So any, any movie with a black lead, that isn't completely detrimental uh, helps. I don't think this movie, I don't think people necessarily looked at this movie and went, Whoopi is the reason this movie didn't do well. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I gave it a black fist because Whoopi's You mean black. a white palm. Oh, that's what I meant, a white palm. All right. Because she black. And then oh, okay. I was like, and I gave it, and only because, not only because she's black, but because they were trying to deal with like, I, I guess it didn't deal with black issues. So I can't say that. It's just because she black and she starred in the movie. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can find us at Blackman Podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. We have a link there to our Indiegogo yeah! campaign. We are raising funds for our short film called The Threshold about three black men who are on vacation. They realize that the house they're staying in is killing white people, uh, white women specifically. So if you can donate to that, that would be great. Anything at all will help really help us out. Uh, we're doing pretty pretty well, but you know, it's like... Yeah, we're at 41%, 41%. Hey! We have a, a defunct Patreon. We don't do any more new episodes, but there are a year's worth of episodes on there. So if you subscribe to that, you can listen to those and then unsubscribe whenever you want. And you can uh, rate and review us on iTunes. If you give us five stars, 
We'll read your reviews on the air. I'll do this one. Loyal listener, PackerFan12. Been listening to this pod since Beverly Hills Cop. Love every single bit. The steel bit can retire, though. Hope this lasts for another five years. Wow. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the thing. Hold on, wait, hold on. Who is this? This is PackerFan12. Who, who is this? Packer fan twelve. No, he, <laughs> he said off, he okay? loves every single <laughs> bet. Off. He just said no. The he loves everything. He just he, he can, he can, you, you can fuck <laughs> off. No, but he loves. <laughs> he says hope okay, this cool. lasts. Continue. Keep reading. <laughs> Thank you for the five stars. Hope fuck this off. lasts for another five <laughs> years. <laughs> Quick suggestion: an oldie, Truck Turner. It's an Isaac Hayes being a cool dude and ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen is actually co lead and has great chemistry with Jake G. Y'all are goats. Thanks What's it for called? Ambu Lance. You know, a- Ambulance, the Michael Bay movie. But it says L- LA is in caps, so I like calling it Ambu LA Ants. Right? No, don't do that. I think it's good. But I don't also, know. isn't Jake Gyllenhaal the lead? He says it's co leads, co leads. I mean, on, they're man, both in the trailer. Right? Okay. They're brothers, right? Or something like that. I mean, or whatever right. the heck they are. I think they actually are like stepbrothers or something. Yeah, I think that's what they say. They're brothers. They're, brothers. Oh. they're happy and they're happy singing and they're singing and, they're and then what one's colored. Da, 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 da. Five, five. <laughs> Give me a hand. <laughs> you can follow me at John Braylock, uh, t- Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. I'm sure Pecker 12 doesn't, <laughs> but you can follow me. James Third Comedy. James, he just Third didn't like that he one He's just saying bit. it. He, didn't, he likes all no, the other No, he didn't bit. even say, he, it's not that he doesn't like it. He's I've just been doing it for a year. Because <laughs> you like to change up your bits. That's not, hey. You like to change <laughs> your bits. So I feel like he's just saying, hey, James. I can't keep changing my bits every <laughs> You started the bit changing. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jerome Milligan. <laughs> all right, I'll see you next week. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog